been to a women's brew where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we're revisiting barley wines and paying a visit to three of its cousins. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. Right, back to barley wines. Yeah, on a, I mean, on technically, a Tuesday. Mm, technically not barley wines, so we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to make for a, a really fun weeknight. I have yeah. to meet a new starter in the oh. office tomorrow, a new starter in my team, and I have to meet and greet him and give him a tour around the office. Mm-hmm. And when he's like, oh, why are you late? I'm going to be like, well, last night I had a 10.1%. I had a 9% and I had a 22%. Um, 22% cool beans. Here. So that is going to be super fun. We're doing this, listeners, so that you don't have to if you don't want to. I mean, you might want to. You might want to try a 22% beer. We'll find out. <laughs> well, normally when we did barley wines, that was like on a weekend, I think. Yeah. We made sure we recorded we made barley sure wines we on a weekend. <laughs> And then we were like, we have literally, we have had these beers and we've like held onto them. We've been waiting, but like weekend wise, especially since you've moved to events, it's been like yeah. really, so I think I was... first I was really busy on weekend. Then you moved to events now you're really busy on weekends. So yeah. we're like, I guess we're just going to drink a 22% on all weekend. It's happening. Yay. It's happening. We're doing um, it. There's also been like really bad storms happening. So if there's lag with us or it's like weird just I feel like I need to put that out there in case we uh cut each other off because of lag (laughs) but it's fine I'll just edit it it's fine I'm pre I'm preempting for like if there's something that's really difficult to cut out so you don't have to go ah shit how do I fix this (laughs) (laughs) I mean I felt pretty good at fixing all of these bits now you are really good 100 plus episodes two years we've been doing this for (laughs) nearly two years now you know I know and you have 10,000 downloads So what I will say is like, just to preface, like you don't edit anything. You really kind of don't edit anything out that we say. Like it's not heavily no. edited in like a content sense. It's a cleanup. And yeah. some of the work you have done, <laughs> I know some of the stuff that you have done recently, absolutely miracle work. Of, <laughs> and I think you know exactly which one I'm talking about. Absolute fucking miracle work. How you've done that. So well done. Let's just take a moment to appreciate that, shall we? Yeah. Things you learn as you're doing podcast <laughs> yeah, i'm like hydrating before we before we oh, give this yeah, one a go. Also yeah. Oh, yeah. right so not barley wines <laughs> not talking no, about barley but wines. we're not talking about barley wines but no. just to lay the foundation if anybody didn't listen to our barley wine episode which you should go back and listen to the barley wine episode if anyone hasn't listened to that what is like that the is... tldr for right, so that is episode is 67 you want to go listen to about barley wines go back and listen to 67 um so barley wine is a very um strong beer it uses a lot of malt it can be stored for a long time and that's kind of what uh, like back in the day when they were made they stored them for a long time they made them nice and strong so they could store them for a long time um they were made for special occasions they're usually a beer that is eight to twelve percent maybe more and uh, brewers nowadays are doing very interesting things with them they're generally a malt forward beer um you know really good with cheese then you get people you know like that loki fella who keeps adding no one knows who he is (laughs) tonka and coffee and peanut butter and jelly to things so there's lots of (laughs) lots of interesting things to be done with a barley wine but as well as your regular barley wine which is made with as the name suggests, barley, you can get other versions of this beer that are made with other types of fermentable grain or not very fermentable grain, depending on how you do it. So today we've got three of those for you. Um, this I think we, we worked this out because actually I wanted to try a wheat wine, <laughs> which we have here. We've got um, a 9% wheat wine from Simple Things Fermentation. We've used them quite a lot recently, so strap in we've got another one 
Um, I think what I will say, I think is the reason we got Simple Things Fermentation in the first place was because I think when we did the barley wine episode, it led us to a conversation where you said something about wheat wine. Like, oh, I'd really like to try a wheat wine. And as you were looking for something else, you stumbled upon the Simple Things Fermentation, which had a wheat wine. And you were like, they've got a wheat wine. I need to try this and I'll get you one as well. Because I was like, I'm really interested about this as well. So we, that shows how long we've been planning this episode for yeah. is it was like planned pretty much right away after barley wine. Yeah. And that's why we ended up using them quite a lot because we were like, oh, we've got a few things that they tick the boxes for. Let's just get a bunch of stuff. And then unfortunately we got delayed in actually yeah. recording some of those. So. <laughs> that's fine. We, get, we got there in um, interestingly, there. wheat wine is a beer style in the beer judge certification program, beer styles, all of its own. Um, however, these ones, other two that we've got are not. Um, and actually, they've been quite difficult for me to find information about. So our second beer is going to be an oat wine, furthest city light from Siren. So as you can imagine, that's made with oats. Uh, it be interesting to see what that tastes like in comparison to the wheat. And our last one, this is the big boy or the big girl, depending on how you want to do it. Um, this is Rock from Tartarus. Now, if you don't know about Tartarus, they like a big beer. And this is a nice big They're beer. Good. <laughs> They're good at it. Yeah. This is their, and their first artwork is gorgeous. Imperial rye wine. And it is 22%. It's only, if I you am... are not watching the video, it is only a 330ml bottle. I still think that's going to be pretty heavy going. I'm actually fairly certain that I've had this on tap. Oh, really? And now I feel like I want to double check. I had it on tap, I believe, when they did um, a tap takeover at mm-hmm. a hoppy place. Oh, yes. That's where I bought my Tartarus shirt and my bag that I have my bottles in that everyone, every time I bring it out, everyone absolutely loves it. It's like, where'd you get that bag? It's meant for bottles. That's amazing. And I was like, I know. And I was like, I <laughs> bought it from, from uh, Tartarus, Tartarus, like literally directly from them. <laughs> and they are absolutely, absolutely lovely people as well. I just need to double check this now because I'm like, I'm fairly certain I have had this on tap. It'd be interesting to see what you thought of it then and what you think of it now from bottle. Uh, let's see i haven't checked it in but i know that i've had it um i haven't che- i didn't i don't think i checked it in because i think i've had that towards like the end of the night as well and i was like i what i my problem is with untap my relationship with untap is and anyone that actually like looks at my untapped will know this it's very clear is i'll take a bunch i'll take the photos and mm-hmm. sometimes i'll make notes sometimes i won't make notes you know and then after the fact, I'll go and I'll check them all in at a later date. And then sometimes I don't remember to do that until like a month later, sometimes like two months. And then I will be like, it will look like I've had the biggest session ever on like a Wednesday. And I'm like, no, like that's, yeah, no. I just <laughs> did a massive catch up from like February. I'm still in the process of doing that catch up over the last few months because summer has been absolutely manic crazy so I just do a little bit every so often when I have a few minutes and uh all because we know at the end of the year it's gonna be a yeah, race to the like, I mean pretty much what we use our untap for is to have a look at the stats at the end of the year <laughs> when they're free and we don't pay for them <laughs> That's pretty much what we do. So then we have these yeah, the manic periods. Stats. We're like, ah, quick before the stats run out. We do these we manic periods where we just check everything in. So we've got it for, for you. it's for you, dear listeners. You, you made that mistake last year of not checking them all in. And at the end of the year, you're like, I've got a week. I've got to get Yeah, I just sat and hammered them all out. Like, don't look at the dates on my untapped because it doesn't it's make any accurate. sense. No, 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 no. And that's why some of them have ratings. Some of them don't have ratings. Because yeah. even if I know for a fact I loved a bit, I might not rate it if either a it was past its best before date when I had it like that's fair like I feel like even if I liked it it's not really fair to rate it because it still might not be an accurate rating or b if I haven't actually made a note of it um if I've made notes of like tasting notes then like I'm like yeah I can remember like all that sometimes I can't remember it all so I just I'm like it's not fair to rate it so I don't feel like it will come out accurate and then sometimes I just let the past check-in just stay <laughs> I'm like yeah cool still uh, rate you that that's great <laughs> I uh I keep having beer flashbacks where like 
the last couple of festivals I've been to, I've tried a fair amount of beer, but I didn't necessarily write down what I tried because I was working. And just yesterday, I was like, oh, I had that beer at London Craft Beer Festival and I completely forgot. Um, we have to like check that in at some point and just be like, yep, I had that. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's what I do. But like the ones I feel like for me in those situations, the only ones I end up rating are the ones that like were so absolute, either so amazing or yeah. so not for me that I remember them. But if it's not for me, I don't rate it because I'm yeah. just like, oh, that's not fair. But yeah. Anyways, back to that. I just want to yeah. say I have actually had this and I ha- I'm fairly certain I had it at a hoppy place for their birthday. Oh, no, we're not gonna... their birthday, their ta- takeover. Yeah, for the ta- takeover. <laughs> we're going to leave that one to the end because it's, it's a bit. Yeah. Um, let's crack yeah. open this wheat wine before I start talking about it, because otherwise we might get a little yeah. bit parched. Oh, so I thought actually what would be a really good way to approach this mm-hmm. is normally you educate us while we're drinking. Yes. As usual, when I know you're going to be educating us, because I like to come into these situations blind when I know that you're going to teach me about stuff. So I haven't really looked into anything beyond what I already kind of like low level knew. So I thought if we taste them each before you give it and we give our like initial feedback yeah then you teach us then we can kind of revisit Let's the taste that. on it as well because it might be something that I go oh that's really nice and then I hear about it and I go oh that's not something I thought I would have liked mm. but if you tell me about it first I might be like oh I don't know that's not there's no influencing I like that I like going in blind to things yeah. I don't know why but already like pouring it I had literally zero idea of what to expect but in my brain, what I thought about when I thought like wheat, wheat wine, I was thinking yeah. wheat beer and I don't know, like the colour just seems darker than like I think what in my head I envisioned. Yeah, it's like my mine is like a kind of dark, lightly hazy kind of amber. Yours is dark. Yeah, so mine is basically very amber. Yeah, yours looks dark. Very, very hazed. It's, it's... um you can't really see through it that's how hazed it is and it's got very orange like very definitive orange highlights to it so smells it smells boozy it's like it smells like it's gonna be boozy it smells boozy it kind of smells like porridge like spirit i think it smells like spirit Mm. to me yeah it has that like spiritness to it and maybe a bit of honey i don't know i get a bit of honey in that yeah that's a good shout that tastes stronger than nine percent oh see i don't think it does i I think it tastes just about right for me just about right for nine percent mm. um yeah for me it tastes just about that nine percent I think like it I expected like when you have spirit and it's like the alcohol burn like I was almost partially expecting that there's a little bit of warmth behind it but not even as much as I would have expected and I'm getting lots of cereally notes in the taste personally I think it's quite fairly smooth compared to what I thought it was gonna, <laughs> gonna See, be based I'm, on the smell I'm getting a lot of alcohol from it um lots of malt it's like i'm getting a lot of bitterness from it as well i'm getting fairly bitter aftertaste to it um but like the drink like when it's when it's still in my mouth it's fine it's once i've swallowed it it's like then afterwards like oh that that's when the bitterness kind of hits Hmm, interesting right okay now i want to know i want to know the uh the deets the deets about a wheat wine so wheat wine as i said has its own beer style designation um let's have a let's have a little talk about its history first and then we'll get into it so interestingly wheat wine seemed to have first started appearing in the 1980s in america um although the style itself is actually quite rare um so i'm quite impressed that we've managed to find one and that simple things had one um the creation of wheat wine is credited to Phil Muella, who was a home brewer. And actually, him and his friend were making a barley wine and they put too much wheat in. <laughs> and they went, let's see what happens, as, you know, brewers and home brewers will do. And they came out with this recipe and they were like, oh, yeah, actually, that's all right. So then Phil went on to be the head brewer at California's Rubicon Brewing in 1987. Um, And he served his winter wheat wine to celebrate the brewery's first anniversary in 1988. Uh, It was a caramel-flavoured 10% ale and was sold by the pitcher through the 90s. (laughs) 
I mean, I know I said that this didn't really like burn or that I thought like it tasted fairly. The more I'm drinking it, the more I'm like, yeah, it does taste a bit high for a 9%. But the first few sips definitely was in line with 9%. But even so, a pitcher or something. (laughs) Oh, my God. Any UK person who doesn't know what a pitcher is, that's like a jug. Like think your jug of cocktails. Like you're getting like Pims. Like you're getting Pims in a jug. Yeah, mate. Oh, my goodness. some hardcore drinking there. Um, but yeah, and the Rubicon wheat wine is still on the list uh, of BJCP recommended commercial examples. So wheat wine is it's a strong ale. It will have a portion of wheat in its grain bill. This can be between 40 to 60 percent of the grain bill can be wheat. So uh, depending on what your brewer wants to do. Now, um, from a brewing perspective, that can be slightly interesting because obviously wheat adds more protein you can get a really sticky mash you can need to add like some rice holes so you can actually get liquid off of your mash so it can be an interesting beer to brew um and at like its cousin the barley wine it is going to be between about eight and twelve percent depending on who's brewing it because as we know brewers going to brew and they'll do what they like in color they're gonna brew um in color it should range from gold to rich amber i think this one does that in color i would um, maybe accompanied with reddish highlights orangey highlights yeah you've got a bit of a highlight on yours there's a creamy off-white head low to medium height um if you swirl it in the glass you should find some legs you should see legs now we talked about that with the barley wine i'm not really seeing like my the heads kind of stick into the glass, but I'm not seeing alcoholic legs on this. Are you seeing any? Here's a question though: Is it like, um, can your glassware make a difference in that? Like, is that something where this is like probably a really stupid question, but if you do have a dirty glass, for example, can that make a difference in like how leggy? It Don't is? know. Don't know. Actually, I think my head might be masking any legs. Because the heads lasted quite well um, on mine. I feel like I'm getting like a little bit, but it's not. It's not massive. Massively like, like noticeable. I think if I wasn't looking for it, I wouldn't notice it's there. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So on the aroma, malt character is what you're going to be looking for. Possibly bready notes of caramel and honey. There you go. Um. Hot profile can be made up of about any hop but it should be relatively mild in its aroma presentation um some low clean alcohol aromas possibly some fruity notes there should not be banana and clove a wheat wine is not derived from the german wheat beer from avizen it is in fact coming down from an american wheat beer which is like more hop forward and has a cleaner uh fermentation and yeast profile so we're not looking for this to be an extra boozy like german vice beer that's not what we're looking for uh, i always talk with the american styles of things it's always yeah. it's like take that style and then just make it hoppier yeah that's exactly <laughs> like, it. i feel like that's genuinely exactly it is it. like the american version is yeah, it's this, but the American style is we'll do that and we'll just add like yep. all the other hops. Yeah, all Use the hops. American <laughs> ingredients and American hops are more resinous, they're more piney, they're more citrusy. So you are just going to get put a ton of that in and you're just going to get all of that, which is probably where I'm getting loads of bitterness from. To be oh, yeah, and I, I think seeing like um, I had already started tasting some caramelly notes, like yeah. the longer I've been sipping on this, yeah. the more I'm getting caramelly notes in the taste. And I've gone back and I'm like, well actually yeah the honey is still there I don't get I still don't get a massive amount of graininess it's the booziness on the nose is definitely still there but I think more in like a almost like a brandy type way if that makes sense like how that booziness hits and I think there's definitely some some fruity notes there maybe dried fruit almost yeah I think so I think you get away with that um it should have a chewy and luscious palate it's a sort of i'm just afraid to i would say yes but i've only been taking like relatively baby sips like i'm not like 
really is a weeknight. I don't have a picture here of like the school night people. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um, in the ta- in the in the taste, we're looking for a wheaty backbone. Uh, moderate notes of bread, toast, honey, caramel, hot bitterness. The flavour of the hops is going to depend on what variety has been added because pretty much you could put any variety in this that you fancied. Um, it should be either balanced or slightly malt forward. I think this is definitely leaning towards the malt balance. Um, that It may have a character of dried fruits. There we go. Overall, it shouldn't be too syrupy sweet. Uh, and sometimes they can be um, barrel aged. So you might get an oaky character as well and they'll take that on quite well. What do you think to that? I, as I continue, so, you know, I think as it warms up and as I continue to drink it, so my palate adjusts to it. So it was originally like the bitterness was coming through in the aftertaste, but now it's coming, it's kind of stuck there as well. So it yeah. is just becoming a bit more bitter. But then I also think it's, it is feeling more 9%. But then I always say like, Oh yeah, that either does or doesn't feel a percentage. But then I feel like sometimes I'm just really off on my percentages because it's like we got so used to drinking like higher and higher ABVs yeah. now and stuff that I'm like, yeah, I think it tastes nine percent. But it's like, does it like, or does yeah. it just do I just feel like it does? I don't know. Um, was this one barrel aged? Because I feel like there is almost some element of like, I don't know if it, if I would say oaky, but I would say like there is almost like some. I don't know, maybe some woody element, or maybe I'm just thinking that because I heard you say it. It's possible. I don't think it has been barrel aged at all or left in a barrel at any point. But then maybe it's this, the flavours that I'm associating, the similar flavours that I would normally like associate alongside more woody or barrel aged mm. flavours are sort of present here as well. So maybe it just feels naturally like, oh yeah, I could see how that yeah. fits in. If that makes sense. I don't know yeah. if that sounds no, it does. Um, serving and storage would you like to know about that I absolutely would because I have taken this directly out of the fridge and ah. I'm warming it now but I have no idea on a scale of one to super cold how chilled it should be right so <laughs> it says that these should be served around 12.7 to 15.5 degrees celsius which is 55 to 60 degrees fahrenheit um, and really you want it in a snifter glass now I happen to have one of those if you're watching the video. That's like like the little brandy glasses. Like, so yeah. then you can give it a good swirl around. Um, and I've got an Imperial Stout one here. So that would be... Yeah, because it's a hot... Your, your higher ABV beers are good in a snifter because then you can swirl it. You can stick your nose right in it and get a good old sniff because it funnels up and captures all those aromas and puts them up your nose had the snifter glass like I've got snifter glasses but where they're not they're bigger I was like yeah I just want to stick with the little baby size glass <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like I don't want to start pouring yeah it's too 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 big a glass yeah I've got some food pairing as well with this if you'd like mm. I absolutely would like there we go Please. right so um it goes really well with meat dishes particularly grilled and roasted game oh uh, like venison, boar, duck, or pheasant, and sausages of any kind. Oh, I like that. Uh, it could work well with shellfish. Uh, sometimes it can be a bit sweet, so it can go. It'll cut through spicy cuisine like Asian, Jamaican, and Mexican, uh, and anything that you've got that's got a little bit of heat to it. Cheeses. Now you know we all love a good cheese with our beer. So cheeses that it'll go well with. Pretty much the same things as barley wine. A nice pungent blue cheese. No, that's your favourite, Tori. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. I'm um, so vanilla when it comes yeah. to like my cheeses. <laughs> um, a Limburger or a Munster. Uh, you might also want to pair it with feta or manchego. Because they're like stronger flavoured. And manchego. That's good. And for desserts, it's multi backbone will go well with fruity notes, uh, fruity desserts. Uh, and something that's lightly caramel, so possibly caramel popcorn, warm fruit cobbler, uh, caramel topped plain cheesecake, or even fruit sorbet. Oh, that's quite nice though, because I guess 
where there's just caramel like caramelly attributes in there potentially you're not having a caramel themed pud isn't gonna like we talked about this before it's if you match things that are too similar it almost ruins the beer and i guess like a caramel exactly something that is like caramelly like cheesecake or popcorn or something this isn't caramelly enough to the point that you're effectively cancelling it out with a caramel pudding which is probably quite good i can see how that would work together and complement it because the flavors that are here especially like that bitterness probably would pair quite well with something that's like sweeter and caramelly i I think caramel popcorn is a very good thing to say because like you've got that sweetness coming from the caramel you've got the graininess coming from the popcorn and that's similar to the things you're going to be finding in your glass so that oh and especially if you have salt if it's like a salted popcorn with caramel like salted salted caramel popcorn yeah i bet that would be quite good because this is this does sort of leave a bit where like oh if i had something a bit salty to go with it i bet it would be quite nice salty is i love salty and sweet together though i'm big team salty sweet so but there you go it's like me as a person <laughs> salty and sweet i don't know it depends yeah. on who you ask yeah that's, that that's, was um that's a wheat wine for you that was enlightening because i think like i said having done zero research into it i think in my brain i probably did go more Oh, I'm sure it will probably share characteristics. I didn't think it was like an amped up version of a like of a wise advising, but I I think I probably did expect that there was gonna be some similar like characteristics yeah, there. Bit of banana, but it bit sounds of like but it sounds like it's like yeah, no, like no relation. <laughs> it's yep. the yeah, don't don't know that beer. It's fine. Um it is it is drastically different. This is like a really well it's a really it's it's interesting i think for sure does yours say 20 on it yes okay because i was like i can't tell if that's the number it's no it's number 20. of the release or if you if this was the number of the bottle no this is number 20 in their big ideas the series range. yeah yeah yes that's what i thought i would check because it was like uh 20 and then i was like i know they are quite small smallish batch as well so yeah it's like hmm, interesting Cool. All right. Let's get ourselves geared up towards the next one. Yes. So our second one, we're now going to move on to the oat wine. And this is from Siren. Furthest City Light. We actually picked this one up together. We did. Um, you came down to visit and yeah. I took you to Elusive and Siren. And I think we saw it. So I had already had, I think Fierce did... For one of their birthday ones, they did an oat wine and I had that. And I remember like as part of this discussion, we were talking about the wheat wine. I was like, oh, it's also the oat wine. We could try to get one of those. And it was like, I had one from Fierce, but I couldn't really find another oat wine for you. And it didn't make sense to try to put in an order somewhere for like one beer. So we're like, oh, I don't know. And then you happened to be down visiting and we were at the the tap. And we're like looking at the to-go beers. We're like, oh, there's the oat wine. We could both get one of those. (laughs) So it was... Uh, fortuitous that we happen to be planning it, it and 10.1 percent i feel like that's an oddly specific yeah number 10.1 percent apparently it's the perfect accompaniment to a brisk winter day <laughs> it feels like it's disgusting out so it i wouldn't call it like a brisk winter hard, day so. but it's equally as gross it's probably a good day <laughs> i like that 10.1 makes 10.1 makes lol that makes me laugh so. <laughs> Oats make up 50% of the grist and provide a substantial and silky body. Interesting. Let's see. Let's see. (laughs) I'm cheating. Yeah, stop reading. You've got to do it blind. We're going in blind. I didn't read too much, I promise. I read about one sentence. Listen to that ASMR. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lovely, lovely tan head on that. Yeah, it uh, it is orange. Is yours orange? Yeah. I mean, I would say this looks very similar to the other one, to be fair. It is... See mine's darker. I would say it's amber with very bright... This is, for me, the same. I don't know if you can really tell on my video when I hold it up to the light, it's out of the camera frame. But I would say it is still amber, but more orange. Like, yeah. definitely, like, far more orange in there. Um, and the head tail's a little bit longer. So 
it's clearer than the wheat wine was. Yeah. What an interesting smell. It's still, to me, still fairly hazy. It smells like, to me, it smells like dried fruit. It does smell like dried fruit. It smells like oats. It smells like muesli. Yeah. 100 percent um but i guess the thing is is like one thing about siren is they do have like their birthday beer every year is a barley one like made yeah. in that comes out consistently every oh that's what i should have worn today my shirt that says <laughs> i love barley wines or whatever yeah. on it that has it's got the maiden in the corner and on the back it says something like i love barley wines or something and there's a barrel on it um siren know what they're doing with barley wines and i I would expect that this will probably be fairly boozy. <laughs> I mean, 10.1%, but I think it's going to be even boozier than the wheat wine. And uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see because I know they do smash a good barley wine out. So it smells similar to their barley wines as well, to be fair. That's nice. It is really easy. It, it's very dried fruit. I'm very dried ca- fruit. I'm getting like silky caramel. Mm. I'm so for me it's landing I've only had one sip so maybe as I take a few more sips it'll be different but I think for me it's landing in that like burnt caramel way where there's like a little bit of bitterness to it it's like Mm -hmm. sweet but then also like toasted and also a bit of bitterness coming through like you know when you have caramel that is like toasted burnt caramel it it does tend to have those bitter qualities to it yeah that's like what it's coming through as but also with dried fruits Definitely 10.1%. Like, I'm not going to pretend this is not a 10.1% taste in beer, but it's not hard to drink. See, I find this one much smoother than the other one. I find them both about the same. There's a nice warmth in the back, Mm. but I find it a lot smoother than the last one. It's nice. I like it. I think for me, they're pretty pretty on par in that sense, but Mm. this one I would say is probably a little bit smoother. But then I also think, I don't know, I think like... Maybe I'm just used to their barley wines as well. Yeah. So like I kind of knew more what to expect with this one than with the wheat wine. I'd be interested to know, because it doesn't say on the can, what um, hops they put in it. Mm. It doesn't say anywhere, does it? Uh-uh. Interesting. Yeah, not sure. Don't know. That'd be interesting. Don't know. I can probably um, try to find it. So, oat wines. Uh, very difficult to find information about. I have two lines. <laughs> That's it. Great. <laughs> I went on a little bit of a of a hunt trying to find out about wheat wines. Um, the main things that I found were not even on home brewing websites, like on wine making websites. Can I make an oat wine? But looking at it from like a wine perspective rather than a beer perspective, and lots of people saying. No, because the wine yeast won't work. You'll need to use brewing yeast and you'll need to use um, a particular mash regime. Um, So as we've said from this one on the can, it shows that Siren have used 50% oats in this one. The thing with that is, even more than with wheat, oat makes a very sticky mash. And if you put too much oat in, you might not get any liquid out because it'll just suck it all up and it goes all sticky. Um, so when they're making this, brewers have to put in rice holes um, because when you've got your your grain, the thing that's really good about barley is that it's got a husk and that makes a filtration, bre- uh, filtration bed to get your liquid out to be able to make your beer. Um, wheat and oats do not, and rye when we get into it, they don't have that husk. And they can get really sticky. So you can put these, put rice holes in and that helps. Um, but only to a certain extent. Um, interestingly, not an oat wine, but recently Attic Brew Carp in Birmingham made a 100% oat IPA, which is really interesting. And the reason that brewers will put oats into beer is because it adds a silky mouthfeel. Um, they made an IPA completely Ooh, out of oats. It was if i don't think you'll be able to get it now because it was it came out a bit ago and they it, it was a very small amount because 100 percent oats made a big mess they won't make it again 
it was an experiment they enjoyed it it's done um but it was very interesting if anyone got it it was very it had a really good silky body and it because it was 100% oats it really let the hops that they use shine through um I think this is slightly different obviously because they have used some barley malt in there because it's only 50% with the oats so you're getting some more of that in the flavor of this but yeah it's really it's really interesting I like speaking it. of attic though they also did the speaking of barley wines and attic they did the sparkling barley wine of which oh yes i we have a bottle get... oh did you get you got one <laughs> I, didn't you i've got i've got what yeah you i've got too. one um i yeah i don't think it's appropriate <laughs> even if you had one i don't think it's appropriate to tack another one no. onto this episode That's but I, like we saw that when we were doing barley wine it was like super super interesting i managed to get one of those but i haven't i haven't drank it thank you to the kind person at attic where i was like can i buy this and they were like you can just you can have it and i was like it's all right i'll buy it it wasn't something that was for sale because it was at it was at a place where it wasn't for sale and so i was like i'll buy it and i don't think they were geared up to really sell it and he was just like here and i was like thank you and it was really like it meant a lot to me because i was like i've been trying to get this for like so long and i was like yay Mm. um but yeah no and and i do think like yeah yeah they are they make really good beers really nice and yeah Yeah. Uh, but yeah this oat wine is the siren oat wine it is really really nice oh and I have so as you were just talking I was ping-ponging away to to some contacts and uh it's it's Matt (laughs) I messaged Matt like sorry can just do you know what this is Uh, and he has very promptly come back to me saying challenger in East Kent Goldings Mm. good old English hops yeah good stuff I just said thank you. <laughs> it's like we are recording. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Matt. That's so yeah, so thank you, Matt. Uh, you know I, I, I put it out to the siren group chat. I've got not just those the the crew that goes and has bottle shares and sort of goes down there. And I was like, does anyone know? I guess specifically Matt. <laughs> and then he came back. So thank contacts. You. These are our contacts. Thank you for your thank um, you for your prompt response. <laughs> interestingly, you know, we're talking about siren, but also their neighbours along the road elusive i went to a beer tasting of theirs at a festival recently and um they suggested target hops should always be used in english barley wines or in barley wines in general so um english hops in your in your barley wines and your oat wines give it a go i mean and yeah this is very like i said i feel like this is very on point for siren like the taste is very on point on point for siren and I say yeah. that because I know that they make these phenomenal barley wines. So, like, I kind of didn't expect it to not be good. Yeah. Does that make sense? And I can see this pairing, like, so good with cheese. Like, oh, I feel yeah. like this is, like, a cheese beer. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it is, like, the most cheese beer. Definitely with dessert as well. Like, it could stand up to a big dessert as well, I think. I feel like it's definitely one because of because of how strong it is it is one that i do like i think some people do pride themselves on being like i drink these like high abv beers and like it, sometimes there is this like thing around yeah i drink it like it's no problem and, and i can drink this like it's quite smooth i could drink it like it's no problem but i think it is one that you just like there's so there's such complexity to these flavors so like on the can it says expect plenty of burnt sugar sticky caramel and comforting spicy notes it says that right at the end so when I just said to you like a minute ago about the burnt caramel, like I hadn't read the bottom yeah. of this can. That was I was reading it when I was looking for the hop somewhere. Um and that totally aligns with like exactly yeah, what I expected. And I think there's there is some complexity to it. Like there there's a fair amount of complexity here. And I think it is something that like that should be savored. And I feel like when you're having like a cheese board that is something that you just casually sip and eat your cheese and have good like that's what I associate cheese boards yeah. to. It's, good conversation and a beer that you want to sip on not not just like get down your neck yeah definitely i would like you know what i would really like to see because i like an, uh, a high abv beer but i think unfortunately we are drinking a bit more at home now um i would like to see high like the option for higher abv beers to be in 250 mil cans 
because I think that's like that's the perfect amount of them when they're higher ABV just to sit and sip on a nice quantity I think for me when it comes to 250 my stance on like 250 mil cans is like I always think when it's something that's like you said higher ABV mm-hmm. but I think for me it would have to be in a set like you'd have to purpose do it as part of a set of like perfect example of like when I thought these would be amazing was like the Omnipolo uh was the Lorelei's oh was yeah those the word? oh no the Biancas the Biancas oh, yeah. uh the Omnipolo Biancas they all they had some really interesting like varieties of flavors but price point wise they were like I'm not suggesting they were too expensive for what they were by any means. No. It was just like for me and my budget, I was like, I can only buy this one can, which is fine because I get it. It's it's a luxury, like you're paying for that luxury. It's expensive to make that. But if I if it were like up to me and someone said you could have this one can of this one flavor for this price, or you could have two smaller cans for that same price, like I would like to have, I would like to be able to try all the different ones. Yeah. And unfortunately, budget wise, I, I definitely can't do it, especially because they've got so many of the Biancas that I think ones like that, when you have a series, you could just do like a series of like, you know, maybe even like three or four different ones and just release those together. And you'd have like, if you did, you know, two 250s, that's yeah. like two 500 mils, basically. Instead of doing like one big can, you do like two small ones or something. And I think, yeah, it means you can try one and it's not too much. Like sometimes higher ABV can just be too much, depending on the flavours. There's got to be an economic reason why that doesn't work. Because I feel like we imagine do it already. No, what I imagine is, what will probably be the case, and this is just me completely talking shit and making it up, just based on like what I think common sense is and what I do best is just make it up and talk shit. Um, I think probably what it is, is like a lot of those places probably don't have if you're saying that you're going to have to do, you know, three or four different beers and smaller cans, um, a probably the cans themselves to get two like smaller cans are probably not cheap or common. Yeah. They're probably very, very uncommon to come by. Uh, two, if you're going to do it as part of a set, you really need to brew them probably quite close together, depending on what it is you're brewing. And if you are spreading it, you only have so many tanks and you have to keep... Yeah the wheels in motion you can't just be like okay let's empty out all the tanks and just do enough for a series or something because then that series you might only be appealing to a small audience whereas what you brew normally might be appealing to a wide and smaller cans which you might not make the same profit off of that's got to probably factor in somewhere I don't know though I just make it up and talk shit so. just that just seems like logically what would be yeah. a big reason why you wouldn't do that I'd just like a 250 mil can saying that yeah me too but I think it's something like if you were if you were quite big and you had like a lot of brew yeah. space maybe it's more realistic to do I don't yeah, know but I don't want it from big breweries do I <laughs> exactly exactly that's kind of like give me the moon on a stick I right. like the moon on a stick please I want that's all what the I things think. I want all the things and I want exactly I how want I all want of them it. the exact way that I yes. like it I like other it. people are like give me the 500 <laughs> mil cans the of like 50 share 22 percent yeah <laughs> yeah exactly which I like I can I just say talking about the share I love a sharing bottle I really genuinely do my problem with sharing bottles is and I buy them because I fucking love them. My problem becomes when you can't share them quick enough. Yes, I am um, a bad lot. Thankfully, yeah, I do as well. Thankfully, a lot of the ones that are now past their BBE were like stouts. They weren't really like hoppy, big hoppy beers or anything like that. But it's like, I'm not going to sit there and have a 750ml bottle to my face because I just no. I just feel like that would be too much I mean, for it me. Would I'd have like to have to a few be, It'd have to be an amazing beer me to drink one of those on my own I think I think yeah I mean even then like I could I could do it it's just not my style of drinking I prefer those for what it's meant to be which is sharing and like you share a few bottles and then you get to try more things and and all that but my problem is it's finding a the right people to share it with because you don't want to just share with anyone just share it with anyone you want someone that's going to appreciate it you're not going to be like oh have this and they're like ugh, gross get it away and then you're like oh I've wasted the sharing bottle you're wasted um it's wasted on the wrong people and I mean that <laughs> I'm not saying I, I'm not gonna say I'm apologetic about that no 
it needs to be yeah. the right audience and be the right time and like getting those things all to come together so that you can actually use them and they don't just sit around and then something else really amazing comes out and you're like oh, I've already got back while we're sharing bottles like should I really be getting another one and the answer is always yes obviously <laughs> but <laughs> we have to find a way to come together and use these sharing bottles yeah yeah that is the problem <laughs> The, the first world problems of having a 750 ml bottle of beer <laughs> i know i shouldn't complain because it's like we're about to go through like a massive you know cost of living crisis <laughs> at least i feel like i'm well stocked on yeah. my 750 mils <laughs> like i'm like it's okay i have all the beer like don't worry <laughs> i was thinking but it's day, not like funny, but you do have to laugh or you'll cry <laughs> i started seeing uh, uh, beer advent calendars being talked about and i was just like i have enough beer i can make my own again thank you yeah, I never got to do. I hadn't got to do it yet. Then Are you home this Christmas? This year, I'm gonna do it. this Christmas. I'm home, so I will do it. Um, I'll work out the logistics and I will sort it out this year because it'll be a bit fun. But um, yeah, I think for me, the beer advent calendars because at the time that we are recording this, I am like, I am not thinking that far ahead, please. <laughs> I have another but you whole, have to, I'm not going to spoiler, not like, going to spoiler. I have another whole holiday that I oh, care yes. about way yeah. more. Agreed. <laughs> 100%, first. 100% agree. Um, but like, if you want one of the really good, decent advent calendars, you have to think about it in advance because they go, they get sold out. Yeah. But I think that's like, also, I don't. <laughs> I think that's probably it. It's, if you want one of the really decent advent calendars, but I don't. Then you're like fine. I don't, but yeah, like it's tip, just not the market for like, beer advent. Calendars. Pro tip, listeners: if you want one of the good advent calendars, do not hesitate. Get your name on that list and pre-order it because they will. There go. are the there good are ones some amazing. Go. Yeah, I will say like I'm not local bottle shop ones. Like I'm not even suggesting that aren't like really good ones. Like I know like Copy Place is one like absolutely yeah, Copy Place has killed, really like crushed one. it like every time. Yeah. It's just like I'm not the beer advent calendar audience like i'd rather buy the ones that i like when they when they're coming out versus like i don't know versus being like cool i'll just take like a random mixed bag like i just yeah i don't know i'm i like a random mixed bag but i'm just not the beer advent calendar audience so when they're like the advent calendars are out i'm like oh i cannot (laughs) i like it is too soon i need i need this season first which rhymes with mumpkin snice and i'm like give me those first (laughs) nice oh my god i'm not gonna speak Uh, its name but if you know you know why not (laughs) everybody knows if you're new i'm trying i'm trying not to i'm trying not to date this episode (laughs) i mean it's it's too late it's too late (laughs) Give us our mom- mumpkin snice. Mumpkin snice. <laughs> uh, Not I'm a single some... one has been announced yet. Not a, a single, single one, one of those have been. Yeah, Ooh. I haven't seen a single pumpkin you spice beer announced yeah, yet. But beer advent calendars, they're out and about. What is up with that? Right, right. Who is putting out the pumpkin beers? Let us know. We want to and do who's, all of them. Who's not doing it? Like, why aren't you doing it? I get it. You're going to be like, because they're gross. No, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Bring back spooky bitch. Yes. Should we go on to a rye wine? Yes, let's do that. This is very good though, actually. I really like it. I really like it. Yeah. We're now on to a 22% beer, people. Last and final beer. RIP. It's like I know some people go like 22%, like that's not that much, but it's like it's been a long day. I'm tired. 22% is a lot. Straight in. Look at you go. Oh yeah, sorry. Should I not be going straight <laughs> no, in? Yeah, you oh, can. it's it's rock. First <laughs> birthday imperial rye wine, twenty two percent from Tartarus. I love one thing I do is if you're watching the video, I really like um, their bottle tops. If you can see the bottle top, oh, yeah. it's got their logo on it. A bottle cap. I love their logo. It's great. I have already said numerous times everywhere, including the podcast and Instagram, how much I love their artwork. Um, very fantasy D D. It's very much me. I love it. And they're very nice people. So my beers have gradually got darker throughout the evening. This, like this is full on red. This is yeah. chestnut. It is yeah, red. This is 
I would say, uh, like, when it's not held in the light, it looks a bit chestnut. When you hold it in the light, it's, yeah. like, proper, like, ru- ruby red, um, beige head, and it is dark enough that I can see shadows through the other side, but the only thing I can really see that I can make out is the light on the other side. Mine's, oh. like, it's not 100% clear, but it nearly is. See, I don't... Mm. I can yeah I can see my hand through it I can see the uh shadow of a finger okay no I can see if I do that I can't really see like any defined features oh it smells boozy boozy spicy dark dried fruits yeah bread yeah all of that all of that (laughs) but I have seen so I I have pulled up because I was just like I was looking for something else and I saw that uh it says basically the description, which I don't think is on this bottle. Oh, no, it is on this bottle, but it's easier to read over here. Um, so the writing's very small on the bottle. They had four mashes. Woof. That's four mashes. Two different yeast strains. Yeah, <laughs> you would need to. with this To get this higher ABV, your yeast will get tired, basically, and it'll just be like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Do Please, it anymore. no. <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Oh, they're it. so dramatic, aren't they? They're like, so dramatic. No. It's they're a living so organism. I'm trying this because I'm Oh, the drama. Ooh. I get like nuttiness in the taste. Yeah. It's really sweet. Sweet. Now, this is obviously aged another year. This is a year on from when it was first done. And it is very, there's almost like a bit of carbonation as well, like towards the end of it for me, that it's um, going with that heavy sweetness. Now, I don't know if that's something else that to me is coming off as like a carbonated taste, but it's definitely nutty, like nutty. more nutty than I expected from the smell. Nutty, syrupy, syrupy, dried yeah. Fr- dark dried fruits. I think honey of, for me. Yeah, I can see honey. Or something like, you know, treacle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe more something treacle. Something a bit darker. Um, bit of almost tobacco. It's not as um, spicy as I thought it was going to yeah. be. But I uh, thought it was going to be more spicy. That may it's have not. doled down with age. Oh, 100%. And that's why I think it's quite interesting to be having it like a year mm. on. Um, it doesn't taste 22%. No. But I guarantee you, I mean, it still tastes quite high, but I would say like half. If you told me that this was similar to the Siren one, I would say the way I'd rate it is maybe like slightly more ABV than the Siren one, but not by much. I think they're pretty near enough in terms of what they taste like. It doesn't taste like it's 22% by any means, but I have a feeling that this is going to be the one that punches you like you oh, finish yeah. this and you're like oh shit Headache, stand up and fall over. maybe <laughs> yeah like it is no it's really good when I say headache I'll be like in the way of you're like oh no like <laughs> if you drink this too quickly yeah. and and it's deceptive if you're like I could have a few of those uh yeah and then you would yeah, die you're gonna, um, you're gonna feel it. I reckon you could have that with cheese and it'd be like a fruit chutney with cheese yes i think like a one of the oat biscuits mm, yeah um especially like the sweet ones like when you yeah. have like the sweet oaty ones and then yeah some chutney bit of chutney i can't say because after watching say new girl after chutney. watching new girl i can't just oh. say chutney i have to go a chutney oh. If you, if anyone watches New Girl, you'll understand what that is. Uh, it just feels wrong now to say chutney. You just go a chutney, <laughs> a nice mango chutney. Oh dear! It is it is it is very sweet compared to a what yeah. I remember, but then my memory of it is just like it was the end of the night thing. Like it was twenty two percent. So it was a year ago that I had it yeah. as well. So it's like, um, yeah, I think is sweeter than I expected from the aroma I think I'm really I think I expected it to be sweet but even the taste is even sweeter than that I didn't expect it to be this sweet like I really like it I didn't expect as much nuttiness if I'm honest well 
you can kind of get that from rye. Like rye gives you interesting flavors. Um, again, try and find information about rye wine. Very difficult. Um, I did find that rye as a brewing grain is quite popular in Scandinavia. Um, I found from Brewing Nordic. Oh, they, cool. uh, this is a, a website and he is a Nordic brewer. And he was talking about his rye wine recipe. It's an old classic of his. He started developing it in the 2010s. It's not that old. <laughs> that old, that old 2010 chestnut. Oh, right. I did, um, that did not go on mist. I definitely right. got that. <laughs> um, he got the, re- to be fair, he d- he perfected the recipe in 2016. Um, and then he developed it further in the 2010s. But, um, he found that the optimum rye content for his rye wine was only 15%. And I think I've read elsewhere that in other, other beers, like up to like 25%, you don't want to get, bring too much rye in because it is, it's a strong flavor. Um, you want to balance it with some other bits. And I was just looking up um, rye beers in general. Um, again, it's a huskless grain, so you're, if you do a lot of rye, it's going to go really sticky and gluey. Um, I'm just thinking four mashes worth. Four mashes, yeah, that must have been a lot. Oh. Um, in fact, I've got a bit here on an article about rye beers where Adnams brewed a 100% rye beer wash to, that were, they were going to distill to make their whiskey um and they said they did that and so they had always oh where where what's the quote so they were already fully aware of rise potential to ruin your day (laughs) the phrasing on that actually really tickles me (laughs) and they were like the word they personified rye just it just ruins your day rye will fuck you up yeah and they were like with 100% rye which is what they needed for their whiskey they were like like the work did not run off it was dragged off because it was so thick and like wallpaper they could not get it out so you don't want to use a huge amount of rye um in your recipe because it's just going to ruin your day but it can make for an interesting beer and you blue. get kind of make some nice like, blue. Yes, you get some. You get flavor. You do get nutty flavors. You get spiciness. You get dried, dark dried fruits. You get that like think of like rye bread. How that's got interesting flavors. That's what you're going to get it's in a beer. Dark, like a dark, like almost more of a dark taste to it as well. Yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. And because of that, it's going to age really well, and it's going to go like it'll go in wood really well. Like rye is a good thing to use. Um, the guy from Brewing Nordic used to use American ale yeast, um, which gives a cleaner fermentation profile. So whereas like English ale yeast adds lots of fruitiness to the beer, um, and uh, American ale yeast kind of are much cleaner and don't add that. But he now uses Kvayak, um, which adds a moderately fruity profile to his rye wine. So that's interesting as well. I like that reading the bottle. Mm-hmm. It says, we feel there isn't a lot to say about this beer. It's big, like really big. <laughs> Each mash had a large portion of rye added for bready spice. A combination of English and American hops were used for bitterness and flavour. Sit back and enjoy this mountainous beer. Warning, extreme ABV. Please share this beer and drink responsibly. <laughs> Don't drink it on a school night. Oh, whoops. oh dear. my bad. Really I mean, we, it's our fault. We didn't drink responsibly. We didn't read the label first. I'm just like, please, please sit back and share this. And I was like, well, I'm maybe, sharing it with myself. Maybe we should have put this, should try to do this one in person. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'll share some with Rick. Yeah. Maybe. If you might drink this. Not gone to bed by the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, no, it is. Um, I do. I love that she said it's big, like really big. <laughs> it looks like it Amazing. is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I almost get like, so a few sips of it and I was almost getting a bit of a, it sounds really weird to say because I know it's not in it, but the, there, there was some spice. It wasn't as spicy as I thought it was going to be, but the way it landed, I almost landed a bit of like a almost bordering on ginger for me. Yeah. Not in like a overtly ginger way, but you know when it, there's like... Like the warmth from it. Yeah. So that could potentially be a combination of the rye and the alcohol warmth. Hmm. And if anyone's watching the video, this is a gorgeous label. Yeah, it is lovely. I absolutely love their labels. So, yeah, I do love Tartarus. In fact, they make just... it's very. This is very complex. It's very interesting. Really good for a charcuterie board, I think. And uh, they just make really interesting, complex beers. So, yeah. Definitely. hopefully finally get them on at some point we keep talking about it but we're both super <laughs> our schedules don't don't align yeah um so we'll see we'll have to get them on they're on the list they're on the list they are on the list it's been requested uh by people that listen it's been requested by us it's uh they want to do it i think or they tell me they want to do it so we will uh <laughs> we will see what we can get our diaries to align because i think will talking about something like how how did the four mashes go like i've got so right. many additional questions four mashes four that's, mashes. that's so, got to be more than like like that's like nearly a whole 24 hours I've had like double like i've heard like like double mashing four mashes and then it's um then i think they like let it ferment for like a month or something is it yeah it's just yeah it's big like really big it is big <laughs> Which uh, which one is your favourite? It's really difficult because I felt that they're all very, very different. Mm. Like they are very drastically different. And I think I like them each in different ways mm-hmm. and like different use cases. Like if you were to say, what's my favourite right now on a Tuesday night mm-hmm. when I'm not having anything to eat or anything like that, I'm probably going to say the siren. Yeah. Because I think that was just on its own the easiest one to sort of just drink and sit back and drink but um I think if it was like a weekend it could either it could be tartar like it could be any of them because it's like if I'm pairing it with food or sharing yeah. this bottle it might be a bit different than me trying to drink it unresponsibly on my own on a Tuesday so I probably <laughs> have to go with the siren but I feel like that's the predictable answer from me so <laughs> see. no but, not um, necessarily it's not it's not but I'm just giving the people what they want to hear so it's like (laughs) give them what they want to hear fine (laughs) no surprises uh but yeah I think to be fair that would probably be it because it just is a little bit easier mind more mindless drinking I think if that makes sense yeah how about you which one do you um I really like the Tartarus I like it a lot more than I thought I was going to I was like two twenty two percent feels like I might not be into that, but I am really enjoying it. I'm going to have to be very careful. I want to go downstairs and get some cheese. But that's it. Because I think that's, I think that's it. Like, I think it's like, Mm. I really, really, really like it, but it's really hot because it's sitting there not having cheese. Like it feels like it would go so good with cheese. So good with cheese that it feels like not having it is just doing it a disservice, not pairing it with something like that, but it is fairly late. So it's like, kind of can't really go and just get some cheese now um but it's a really tough decision because they're all really interesting and complex in their own ways so and i really like an interesting and complex beer mm-hmm. but yeah it's that's fun. that's what we got for you today and so that's <laughs> not barley wines. held up so Yay. yeah this is this is welcome welcome <laughs> to not barley wines <laughs> with tori and joe <laughs> That was our amazing Not Barley Wine episode. So. Um, Tori, if people want to come and talk to you about Not Barley Wines. You want to talk to me about anything that is not a barley wine. If you want to talk to me about the barley wines, Not Barley Wines, uh, you can find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism. Uh, you can also send me an email, I guess, if you want to at gmail um, my gmail which is adventuresandhoptimism at gmail.com uh, I'm on tiktok at some variation of adventures and optimism it will be very clear which is me if there's underscores or not I cannot remember that's how much I don't use it and to the point that I know how much I don't use it because 
I cannot do lives with people. She's very upset about it. Because I don't have... already heard. I just, like, let me at least buy... The, like, pay to play, guys. Let me at least pay you can't <laughs> to be able it. to do a live. You're going to make me put in the effort to get 1K follower to... It's too much for me. So yeah, just you can find me on there. You'll know who I am. Help me be able to get to a point that I can do lives or something. I don't know. Uh, so that's me. And if you want to email us both, which I will probably pick up, it will be a uh, woman's brew podcast at gmail.com. So if people want to talk to you about not barley wines, not barley wines, where can they speak to you? Um, you can talk to me about not barley wines at my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning. And we are on a Facebook instagram twitter tiktok and pinterest i'm usually on instagram i'm sorry yeah, i've i've slowed up on the old tiki toki recently but it's just it'll it'll pick up don't worry come follow me on the tiki tokis um you can also come to my website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk or you can email me lovebeerlearning at gmail.com and don't forget that the podcast is also available on youtube and it is available on instagram at a woman's brew Come find us. And you can ask your smart speaker to play us. You can. I think they will if you say it about right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could just like literally sneeze and they'd be like, sorry, what did you want me to order? So like, surely if you ask to play us. I mean, sometimes it should I have still to work. It out. used to work. Sometimes I have to cut her out of these recordings because she'll just start talking to us. And I'm like, no, don't talk to me. Sometimes You're not I'm allowed to talk to me. Different room in my house. And I say nothing that even sounds like her. And she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. And I'm like rude she's been listening she wants to know about not barley wines <laughs> she would love to know about not barley wines so <laughs> please ask her to listen to it yes so on that note right. let's go finish this mammoth 22 <laughs> percent cheers, cheers.